What's going on, Trophy Kids? We got a good one here for you. It is the NFL show. Went 10-5 and five last week if you took every one of our picks. Five or six and one in picks we, bets we actually did. Um, it was a good one. It's a great episode. We got a good one here today for you again. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate all your support to the new listeners. Welcome to Trophy Kid Nation. Let's have ourselves a day. Welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is October 9th. We are back for yet. I got to turn down the audio on this. My God. Um, back for another Saturday, Saturday football edition. We're recording this on a Friday. How are you doing today, good sir? I'm well. How are you? Doing not bad. It's been an interesting week, to say the least. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sleep at some point here. I'm having a nice 5.30 lukewarm coffee to keep me uh, ready for this, but ready for, for some football this weekend. We'll say that. Wow, it, has, it has been a week. Yeah, I'm ready for some football. Um, there's some ugly games this weekend, but... Whatever. We'll get through it. We will. We'll talk about them all. Should we start with a brief recap of Thursday night? Because what a doozy that was. I mean, started off, honest to God, one of the, like, that was what I expected out of Bears, or Bears, Bengals, Jaguars last week in that first half. Terrible coaching. Second half, turned around, gets a little bit more interesting. We got double broken fingers. We got a double punt that was initially called back, then reviewed good, then definitely was a, a you know, should have, you know, never happened given he cro- the ball crossed the line, but Neither here nor there. Just an example of the terrible refereeing we have seen throughout the season. Um, we got Geno Smith driving the full length of the field. I thought for a second we were going to have Skip Bayless today saying, is it time you know they move on from Russ for Geno? But then he throws a little Geno pick. It, we had everything last night. It was interesting. My over didn't hit, as you know, I think it should add. But, you yeah. know, it was an interesting game, to say the least. Um, yeah, I did not take the over however you know i actually had a pretty busy thursday went out to dinner and all that um but i was leaning towards the over um i took the took the rams early so i was happy about that but i was shocked that first half and just how boring and low scoring just awful it was i mean it was just just dragged on um yeah it was it was terrible but definitely got a little bit of everything in that game um almost almost did have a little bit of a gino moment and that would have been hilarious it's it's kind of funny you know gino when he played, it was really bad, but he never really got a second chance at all. Um, no. It does appear that he's just going to, you know, keep making a great living as a backup quarterback in Seattle and maybe even long term. I think he is only like 30 or 31. But um, yeah, he never really got that that second chance in the league. And he, he looked good on the one drive there, but then he kind of had a Geno moment. His receiver <laughs> yep. fell, but I mean, there were a lot of defenders in that area. A um, lot. <laughs> a whole bunch. He, um, he, was, so yeah. he was feeling himself at that point. He's like, oh yeah, I can, I can fit this sling through that. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He definitely wanted to sling that one in there. Um, so he definitely had a Geno moment, but a little bit of everything in that game, but sloppy then turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, that um, the first half, the coaching decisions just baffling. We're also now in the the season where uh, Pete Carroll decides Russ cannot cook. He goes with uh, I have one of the best quarterbacks in the league at making plays. I have weapons galore in the passing game, and you know let's run it on third and long and really emphasize the run game. Let's establish the run game over, over, and over and over again. Uh, he Pete says, Carroll <laughs> he says Chris Carson's out today. <laughs> get the run game going <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense Pete. good job uh, game is I, are we at the point games kind of pass Pete Carroll by I think at this point in time maybe a little bit yeah I mean last year they were throwing the ball too much so Brian Schreier had, had to go which is just insanity to me when you have that offense and the way that team is built this season you know they've let Russ cook a little bit he bails them out of a lot of bad third downs but last night we saw it in comes old Pete which is sort of unfortunate because I feel like Pete sort of goes under the radar as one of those coaches that we don't 
kind of give credit to in the fact that like he's won on both levels. We don't see that every day. Like he is, he played at an elite level in college as far as the coaching goes, and he coached at an elite level in the NFL, and that is insanely impressive, especially at his age that he was doing it. But I, I think the game's passed him by at this point. Um, I agree, but you're right. He has had a lot of success. I don't. I'm probably wrong when I say this, but Russell Wilson, I don't think he's won 10 games every season he's been in the NFL, but he maybe has. Um, uh, he has question. something – he has a shit ton of – like, he's a shit ton of 10-game 10 game, 10 game win seasons. Sorry, I forgot, for some reason that's really hard for me to say. Um, <laughs> he has a bunch of those. So Pete Carroll's won – he has won a ton in the NFL. The, the Seahawks are – I mean, they're always good. They don't always – you know, they had the Super Bowl run and then they had the Super Bowl failure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're – they're always in. They're always in the running. You always consider them dangerous. So yeah, I mean, you do have to give credit to Pete Carroll. But yeah, it's just something about his coaching decisions and just his halftime adjustments lack there, like lack thereof, and all yeah. that. It's just yeah. You know what the problem is now that you bring it up? Because I, I the dot just cracked in my head. Similar to how like the triple doink broke Matt Nagy's brain because I think he went coach of the year that year. Um, I think that pick on the goal line broke Pete Carroll's brain, where he should have given it to Marshawn Lynch, and now he's just overcompensating for it and just running it up the wazoo here. Um, and his brain is broken since deciding to you know throw a slant on the one yard line. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that take at all. All righty, let's talk some games. We've got a we got a stinker to start off the day. Our our friends over in <laughs> London are just getting a brutal game. Goodell's Goodell's. I, does he hate the British? He might, because we have Jets Falcons <laughs> minus two and a half over under forty five and a half. This game stinks out loud. Yeah, this game sucks. Um, it's terrible. Uh, it was at three earlier, so it's moved. I know Calvin Ridley's out, Russell Gage is out. Um, so maybe a big another big game from Cordero Patterson. Who I think is in your lineup this week. I'm playing you. In he fantasy. is. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good pick for you. I don't expect him to do exactly what he did against Washington, but still, good pick there. Um, the Falcons are not good at all. The Jets aren't good at all. This game sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's so terrible. The Jets, they won last week, but that was just such bullshit. I, I don't care. Uh, I won't be wagering on this, but I, I'd probably go with the Falcons. <laughs> I'd go with the Falcons. I'd go with the Falcons. I think here. this is a good point too that we we deserve a round of applause. Last week we don't we obviously you know for the, at least my record I count the games I bet and give out to the public. Hey, I'm betting this game. But in every game we talked about, I went back and listened. Ten and five last week. We did a oh, solid week. Hell of a job on this podcast. Um, we don't disagree a ton. Um, I, clearly, the Jets are the one that are getting bit here because it's coming down. The numbers coming down. Um, the take that I had last week, I think, holds a little true that Zach Wilson is not as bad as he's right. been because he's just played some of the bright, like he got Bill Belichick and Vic Fangio to start his NFL career. That's a that's a gauntlet to go through. Now, is he as good as what we saw in the Titans game? I don't know. I don't really know where his his true north points right now as far as his ceiling. But the Atlanta Falcons is a good get right game here for them as well. Um, the Jets defense is a little good. It's <laughs> it concerns me because as you've pointed out. And it's it's a good take. Matt Stafford is a statue back there. And if you are down that, I mean, they didn't have many weapons to begin with, but you're already down that much. I just don't know how how you produce anything offensively is my only concern. And, you know, yeah. the Jets have at least a somewhat ability, as we saw last week against bad defenses and Titans to produce something. <laughs> and I, I would assume that's the calculation as to why we're seeing this number come come down. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad way to look at it. I mean, the Falcons and we played them last week and it was just such a classic Falcons game. I mean, 
they came out, they looked great. And then just the entire second half, they were just finding ways to lose. And by like the start of the fourth quarter, we were still losing, but I just, and I'm not a very confident Washington football team fan, but I was just like, we're going to win this fucking game. This team sucks. (laughs) They're just, I mean, they're just not good. Matt Ryan, like you said, he he can't move at all anymore. He can't really even push the ball downfield. When Cordero Patterson had like a 43-yard touchdown reception last week, I swear to God, the ball only went about 38 yards in the air. And that thing, it went it went a thousand feet in the air. <laughs> there was no one within 20 yards of Patterson. And I swear if anyone sprinted when that ball was released, they could have gotten there. That ball was in the air for 10 seconds. He, he like can't push it downfield. Um, and I like Matt Ryan, but it's I do just too. Uh, getting bad for him. You've kind of talked me out of it a little bit. I, I almost, I almost want to pick money line for the jets, but <laughs> my picks here aren't very good. I, I don't know what to pick on this game. Yeah, I'm definitely not betting this. The other factor is we have no idea how either one of these teams is going to deal with the travel. Like, how is Zach Wilson and the Jets going to handle it? Like, (laughs) I... I don't know if I have a ton of confidence in Arthur Smith to get this travel pattern right. <laughs> I think Solomon's a little bit more of a buttoned-up type of guy, and I think they might have it, so that it's that. So, yeah, I think I'm going Jets, but I, I hate this game. For the listeners, I would I would not put your hard-earned cash anywhere close to this game. But if you do, i I, I probably go Jets in this one. Um, Eagles-Panthers. Minus three is the number I'm showing right now. 45 is the over. 45 and a half is over. Under... We may get Christian McCaffrey back. There is a a potential here. He has been moved from out to doubtful last I saw. I don't know if that's moved any further. We have the Eagles who Nick Cerrone just, you know, are good until he pukes all over himself as a play caller and just, you know, goes noodle brain on us here. Um, Where do you stand on this? The juice is bad on the Panther side, so that's, you know, your indication that there might be some money behind that one. Um, Where are you leaning on this game? What, What are the initial thoughts here? It's a tough game. I, I think they 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 nailed it pretty good at three there. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I think the Panthers the Panthers are clearly not as good as you know they're that at one point that three and record showed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do think they're still a good team. Obviously, they just acquired Gilmore. Gilmore's not going to play in this game. Um, so I mean, I do like that. They've got him for a six round pick, which is crazy. Dude, um, I don't understand trades in the NFL. Like, I get you're I not either. you don't want to pay Gilmore, but like a six round like how is that and like the value is so insane. With some of these just trades. some trades sometimes you know like um brandon cooks goes for a first round pick and then <laughs> stefan gilmore he like five weeks into the season goes for a six round pick i mean i remember brandon marshall was getting traded left and right fourth round picks while catching 115 balls a season i never understand it and i never understand why my team's not fucking involved anyways <laughs> <laughs> we should be shipping picks i don't understand what we're doing but yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> what are we doing but anyways, back to this game. Um, I think they really nailed it at the three there. I if McCaffrey plays, I don't think he's going to be a factor. I think he'll be, he. I don't. I, I don't want him to be a factor because I just I wouldn't want to risk him. I hope he you know gets healthy and come can come back and play because I love watching him play. So if he comes back, I think he'll probably be on some sort of pitch count. But I do like the Panthers here. I like this defense. I still like them, even though you know Dallas was able to move it against them. But Dallas struggled in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and that's something to take note of because Dallas seems to be able to remove the ball on anyone. Um, so I do think that their defense, while it may not be, you know, top notch, I do think it's very good. Um, so I, I like them to cover at this, this three here. Hopefully it doesn't go to three and a hook. Um, so I'll probably go with them just cause I just, I'm not ready to 
these Eagles, I, mean, I just don't trust them yet. They, they, they looked good in the very beginning of the season, but since then they've kind of looked like shit. Yeah, the Eagles are tough. They're, they're sort of in my camp with the Bengals too, which we'll talk about here a little bit later, because the coaching game plan is not very consistent. Like it can be, yeah. it can either look really good and you feel like, oh, the coaching is calling the right play and they're, they're, the, the game plan is there, or it's just like, what are they doing? Like that Thursday night game where they ran, or not, was it Thursday night? Where they, or the Eagles, yes, when they played the Cowboys where they ran the ball like twice before that, like two times in yeah, the first half was, or something. Yeah, like, Sunday night. Yeah, or Sunday night, yeah. Terrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Um, We mentioned it last week. It was, you know, last week the Panthers game was a good one to look at that defense because they're missing Horn, who's huge for them. Um, How are they going to hold up? They held up great in the first half. You know, then Dallas put it on them in that, that third quarter, and, you know, that was kind of all she wrote. But they had a fight to them. This is a feisty team. I'm with you. I don't understand, you know, Maybe this is somewhat gamesmanship, you know, kind of getting the Eagles in their heads. You know, is Christian McCaffrey going to play? Do we have to prepare for that element, that type of thing? Because if it's me, you are well in the running for a, you know, in the NFC for a potential wild card spot. Why push him early for a game against the Eagles that you match up pretty decent with without him in? Like, you know, I wouldn't put that risk out there. I, I think Matt yeah. Rule's smart enough to to not do that. I, I like him as a head coach. I think Joe Brady's the same mindset there. Like, you know, we can we were able to move the ball here. The Eagles aren't some like juggernaut defense. Like, we'll scheme this up and be fine. So I'm I'm with you. I would jump on that number before the hook comes in. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I'm with you. I just I don't truck. I don't trust Nick right now, and until we get a bigger sample size on him and what his coaching scheme looks like, I just think it's too much. Similar to the Chiefs last week, like until we know more, until they prove it to me, I, I can't be- bet the Eagles in good faith uh, on that number. Yeah, and I mean the Carolina coaching staff is quickly proving to be a very, very solid one. Very uh, solid, <laughs> especially on offense. And I mean their defense is sick, but I mean just DJ Moore is playing out of his mind. Um, they've got Darnold being serviceable rushing for touchdowns left and right um, <laughs> so yeah i mean they have a really good coaching staff and just i just compared to the eagles i mean it's just night and day yep and th- another one complete opposite of what we're seeing down in jacksonville the coach who made the who can make the jump from college matt rule coming from baylor joe brady offensive coordinator coming from lsu you know we're gonna get to jacksonville in a little bit but you know it's oh always God. a risk when you go to the when you dip into the college pool and they've seemed to hit a, a very good coaching staff um yes. at least up front all right, Dolphins, my bucks, minus nine and a half is the number. There's been some movement back and forth this 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 game. There are some betters coming in, moving these lines a little bit. Over-under is 48 and a half. I have a bump to pick with Bruce Arians. I, I said it on Sunday. I don't know what kind of stupid you have to be to have our best corner, the best corner on our roster, when we are down and have like maybe three serviceable corners at best, playing punt return guarding the gunner like what are we doing carlton <laughs> davis is out for multiple weeks that is the dumbest just like i don't understand how we pay him millions of dollars like i like bruce but i said it at the start of the season when we were talking about the bucks the thing that's going to hold us back are injuries and stupid coaching and we got both of those going for us right now um it is bad it was that way last year before tom brady sort of had his like you know come to to God moment with the coaching staff during that bye week and was like, we need to stop this dumb offense we're running. We need to include more play action. We need to include more motion. We need to go to tight end sets. You know, just doing things that are basically how this team is built. And you saw Tom Brady. I think it was like week, I don't know, it was late in the season. I just remember they're on the goal line. And Brian Leftwich calls a play and he turns to him and was like, we're not fucking running that. And he called his own play. Like, coaching, stupid coaching decisions. That was one of the most baffling decisions I've ever seen having Carlton Davis playing on punt return like 
if Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronk are all injured, you're not going to have A.B. returning kicks. Like, it's just so unnecessarily risky and dumb. Um, By the way, uh, you're not even mentioning it. It was pouring rain. Yeah, and it's pouring rain. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Um, Like, my audio levels are going off the chart. I apologize for anybody. I just (laughs) deft there. Um, Yeah, it's just I could not believe it. Like, it it was so mind-bafflingly dumb. Um, Yeah. And we're in a tough spot now. So... That's where I'm at initially um, before we even talk about this game. I just, I could not believe it. Um, I mean, I could because I've seen this coaching staff do some dumb things and, you know, they're going to be the ones that hold us back at the end of the day, similar to the Cowboys in their situation. But um, where are you at this number initially for this game? Um, initially, I do like this kind of as like somewhat of a, I mean, not really a bounce back game because you guys won, but somewhat of a bounce back game to kind of kick, in, kick in the team's ass somewhat. Yep. Um, I know you're playing Brian Flores and Tom kind of did struggle against Miami when he was in New England. I don't know if that'll really matter. I don't think it really does because that Miami offense sucks. Dude, it's um, so bad. They, <laughs> they can't throw the ball no matter who's a quarterback. Shocker, Will Fuller is out. That's a shocker. Um, <laughs> yeah. but they're just they're kind of crumbling very early. And I like Brian Flores. I hope he's not in jeopardy. I don't think he should be any sort of jeopardy at all. No. Uh, the team is just kind of a mess right now. Um, and I, I just like Tom. They're back at home down in Florida. Obviously, you know, they're playing Miami. Um, I just kind of like this to be a game where they go out and just kind of kick the shit out of them. Um, I agree with that. I, I just I think this is a get right game for our defense. You know, the secondary is obviously banged up, as I just alluded to. Yeah, you know, we got three maybe serviceable DBs left on this roster. Um, you know, Dean is supposed to come back this week. Buttons out with concussion or buttons out with a concussion. Um, Winfield Jr. is out with a concussion. Um, and so Richard Sherman, not terrible, like not great, but like first game yeah. back, not in football shape at all. Still learning the defense looked pretty decent, um, which I is agree. hopeful. Um, now, you know, we're not talking about some lighted up offense down in, in Pat's land, but, um, yeah, this Miami offense is terrible. The, I agree to your point. Blur, Brian Flores should not be anywhere close to a hot seat right now. I mean, you're asking him to cook a five-star dinner with dollar store food. Like, that's what they're asking right now. Like, it's just not a very good roster. And he's doing a, a very serviceable job, I would say, with that. I don't love the number, so I'm going to stay away from it. It's a big spread. But I would go bucks here. I mean, it's under 10, which I like at 9.5. Yeah. I do think our offense gets back on track here. Gronk is going to be out, which... I knew it was going to have an effect, but man, did it have a really big effect in the Pats game. The other thing was just Tom Brady was not Tom Brady. I don't know if that was the moment. I don't know if it was the weather getting ahead of him, but he just he was not hitting some throws he normally hits. But I, I, I think this is a game we get back in track. We're at home. Things kind of start rolling again here. We need them to roll, and I need the coaching to step up because it was just... It was bad. <laughs> yeah, Tom was a little off for sure. Um, one thing I noticed, and I was paying close attention to it because I started him in a different fantasy league, is Cameron Brait had a lot of fucking drops. He Dude. could not hang on to the ball, and I was getting pissed. Um, <laughs> Which was really but, not yeah. great for my halftime update because I was like, we need to keep getting him involved, and he just kept just dropping He kept the dropping the ball. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Having, he had targets, so I was like, I mean, he's getting open, but he just kept dropping the ball. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that didn't help Tom at all. And obviously, you know, he was probably getting pissed because Gronk makes every one of those grabs. Yep. Oh, a thousand percent. I also don't know why, for whatever reason, maybe O.J. Howard is just bad. I, I don't see how, but he just does not. He doesn't get a lot of targets. And, yeah, he <laughs> I, doesn't. When when we were in the second half, I was like, can we please stop throwing it to Bray and start getting O.J. Howard involved? I know I said let's get Bray more involved, but he just kept just messing up and i was like this this needs to stop <laughs> um, yeah he did yeah so 
Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know if you have anything else before we move on to. Nah. Let's talk a little Washington football team Saints. This game, I think it's making it onto my card. Numbers two and a half, over under forty three and a half. I'll let you take this first with your football team. What do you like? Where are you at with this? How are we feeling? Uh, I mean, it's tough. This could potentially be a slightly wet game. I know. Um, not. I don't think it's supposed to be like a downpour, but it could be. Could could be kind of some ugly weather. Um, I, this is the funny thing is I think each team is kind of looking at each other like this is potentially a get right game. Like <laughs> the Washington defensive line, you know, we're hearing Taron Arm Taron Armstead is out. You know, we're kind of you know getting excited hearing that. Um, so then, but at the same time, you know, the Saints probably watched Matt Ryan, you know, in the first first half last week just tear us apart, and they're thinking, you know, James can have a great game, which I think is very possible. Um, it's a tough one here. I, we have some injuries that are mounting up. Curtis Samuel hasn't practiced at all, um, but that could be just because they want to rest him because he's pretty much been injured all year. He played last game. He, was, he played all right, but and then we are down two other wide receivers, so we're, we're pretty injured there. Brandon Sheriff is out, um, so I'm a little worried about that. I think this is going to be a big game for Kamara. Um, I think they're going to look to probably get him involved a lot. It's I don't know. I can't decide, man. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the saints beating us and probably covering, but I wouldn't be shocked if we took this. Like we have a few games left that I think we really do have a chance in. This is one of them. Heineke played well last week. Taylor keeps playing well. Taylor's got moxie, dude. That That's what he's got. Like, I, I don't know what it is. He has some limitations in his game big time, but he's just got some fucking moxie about himself. <laughs> and as soon yeah. as he got the ball with two minutes left, I was like, we're definitely winning. I, I knew we were going to win. Yep. And there's just something about him that just weird. Um, so like if this is close towards the end, I think we'll probably win. Cause I think Taylor will just do something magical, but I don't know. For some reason, these Saints, they're just so inconsistent. They just lost to the Giants, which blew my mind because the Giants suck. Um, but at the same time, they've looked really good, which is just kind of the Jameis experience. But I could see Jameis having a, a get-right game against this fucking defense that has sucked, to be honest. We can kind of stop the run, but the pass, we cannot stop anyone. Dude, it's – yeah, it's it's not good on the defense side. On the offensive yeah. side of the ball, that take I had last week about Tyler Heineke being maybe the next Ryan Fitzpatrick is looking better and better now um, <laughs> after this last week because I, I sat up in the couch. I was like, oh, we're covering – because I had I was on the football team last week. Um, I was like, oh, we're covering this number. They're winning the game. This is fantastic. Let's go. Um, it, the, the Saints are – one thing that – I feel like people are talking about it, but it, it doesn't get enough recognition. The Saints' offense is terrible. They are trash. They're averaging 4.8 yards per play. They're only scoring on like 30% of their offensive drives, which is 26th in the, 26th in the, off, or in ugh, the NFL. Um, this is, as you said, a get-right game for both of them, where it's like, can the Washington football team's defense somewhat round up into shape? <laughs> Or do they get just absolutely lit up by Jameis and co? Um, does Alvin Kamara have a big game? And then you flip the side. Does the Washington offense, you know, they're playing a tough. I mean, the Saints defense is no joke. Um, they're yeah. pretty solid. And it's like number 12 in the NFL. I mean, they're pretty yeah, good. They're pretty good. Does Tyler Henneke kind of keep rolling? And do we see him get tested in his probably toughest game to date outside of the Bills, obviously? Um, yeah. I should say the Bills, yeah. Which. They have firmly moved into my like. Okay, they're Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're good. I was like, let me watch them. I wanted to watch them really close last. And I know it's not a great offense they're playing there, but man, do they jump off the screen? Um, we'll talk about them in a moment. But uh, yeah, it's a weird one. I, 
Tyler Heineke's got me believing in them, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Dude, playing it with the Washington football team. It's hard not to. I know that defense is, is suspect. I know the passing defense is bad, but I'm just like, I think this is a, another get-right game for the Washington football team, and the Saints offense is just terrible. <laughs> it would be huge for this team to go 3-2 and because, honestly, being 2-2 two and two is shocking enough already. The only reason this team is 2-2 two and two is literally because of Taylor and Terry. <laughs> yeah, pretty That's much. That's it. <laughs> that is it. I think I saw, too, that Terry, I don't know if it's, I didn't look at it this week, but going into last week, he had the most contended catches in the NFL, too. I mean, the ball, yeah. the man is balling right now. He's, um. he's unbelievable. <laughs> he was on a team with a quarterback. I mean, his numbers are already ridiculous. I, I couldn't imagine. What or just another weapon that, you know, drew some that heat off him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If Brown or, you know, Curtis Samuels could, you know, well, Curtis Samuels got to get healthy. But, you know, if one of them could step up a little bit here, that'd be nice yeah, for him. That would be big. <laughs> Nice little dual threat. Um, anything else before we, we uh, move on there? No. All right. Titans-Jags. Oh, Urban, 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 Urban. <laughs> We've got ESPN calling for his job because the man got horny this weekend. We've got we've got a team just laughing him out of the room. We've got a situation just as combustible as can be, which the moment they hired him, I came on this show and I said, this is going to be a spectacular disaster in Jacksonville. It is playing just out that way. Four and a half is the line. You've got the Titans on the other side of the ball that lost to the Jets last weekend. I did pick them to cover, but in no way, shape, or form did I think they were losing that game. Hurts yeah. to have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out. A.J. Brown will be back. Julio Jones is out for this weekend. Where are we with this game? This is, I mean, AFC South. Good yeah. night, you were bad as a division yeah, yeah. two. <laughs> this game sucks. The Titans are obviously a bit of a disappointment. Um, yeah. Derrick Henry's playing great. Um, but yeah. but other than that, I mean, their defense is really bad. Um, but Jacksonville at this point, what a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what an idiot. First of all, I mean, clearly, obviously, he was, he was so drunk. You, you know, he was hammered you know that hammered. face like when he's with those two other girls like the face he kind of had where he's kind of like like you know like i don't know you know what face i'm talking about <laughs> that's just a really hammered face and then you just kind of see him he's in that chair he's in that chair because he can't fucking stand <laughs> um, but but his whole apology i mean he's like looking at the floor like walking like stepping back and forth and then and then he like brought up like how he let trevor lawrence go on like vacation when he like when he had his bachelor party or something and it's like what are you like a 12 year old like pointing out that someone else was allowed to do it like urban you're in your 50s and trevor lawrence is 21 or 22 you have grandkids dude he doesn't even have yeah. a kid <laughs> yeah i mean obviously you know he's got a family i mean yeah that i thought it was gonna be a disaster i didn't know if i thought by week five we were like gonna be in this type of disaster yeah now, it sucks because one he's urban meyer and two it happened in the middle of the season because Jay Gruden has a very similar video, um, <laughs> but that was in the off season. And Jay Gruden's just not, he's not urban Meyer level. And he's just for some reason more beloved. Um, so like everyone kind of laughed his off, but his video is pretty similar. Um, yes. <laughs> but, Eerily similar. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But to get back to this game, I mean, both these teams really do suck, but I just, I think the, the disaster in Jacksonville, I, I have just, tiny bit more faith in Tennessee to cover that awful number of four and a half. Yeah, it's a four hated on the board. It's an eyesore. This game is an eyesore. Yeah. I mean, I also didn't think it'd go up this quickly, but I did not think it was going to last long in Jacksonville. Urban, I mean, he is the biggest problem too in he's having with a, when you have a godlike college coach, which Urban is, moving to the NFL, you know, 
in college, you are the only thing that is consistent really year to year. You have kids moving in and out. I mean, the NFL does too, but like in college, the coaches are the program. The NFL, that is not the case. And so to him, yeah, it seems completely normal that the team would fly back and he would and he'd stay in Ohio. And like the things he does, like not really have an apology because, you know, in college you're talking to eighteen to twenty one year old men and the NFL these these are professionals. These are grown ass men here. Um, like it's a different standard. It's a different level. Now I'm not out here being like the man needs to be fired for this. There are some other reasons you could be like maybe we shouldn't have hired him to begin with, and it's yeah. going terribly. But I don't think this is a fireable offense necessarily, unless he has completely lost the locker room, which indications are that he he probably has. That's why I would yes. not bet the Jacks here. I mean they were moving on Thursday night. They played. They could move the ball a little bit there. There were some things that you wish they did better. But I'm with you. I, I hate this game. I'm not betting it, but I'm, I'm with you. I'd also go Titans because it's just it, there's just too much chaos this week in Jacksonville for them. I think to you know strap it up and, and cover a number like this, given how bad they are just in general. They need everything going their way to get wins, and they just yeah. don't have it this week. All right, here's a big one. Lions, Vikings, big one in the spread. I mean, not game wise. <laughs> Minus ten is the number for the Vikings. Over under forty nine and a half. Um, different scenario here. Lions are bad, but at least they're feisty because they like to put up a fight. Vikings can move the ball. The offense is sort of humming a little bit here. Where? What are you seeing here? What are you liking here? I'm honestly a little surprised by the spread. I mean, it's big. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Vikings are the better team, and they'll probably win this game and they should win this game and you know the lions haven't won much and you know they just lost to the bears but jared goff actually put up decent numbers shocker the lions can't run the ball at all um, <laughs> yeah. save their lives i mean that's that's kind of a bummer probably for goff who's always kind of had a running game yeah um so i don't know this is a really big number and i, I don't it's kind of scaring me a little bit um i i kind of want to lean lions to at least cover or push um but I don't know, man. That is, this is another game I'm probably not betting. I just really don't like this board this weekend at all. Um, I, I think the Lions, though, they can at least fight and probably keep it within 10 points. I, I don't know. This seems like a really big spread. I agree. Um, the the Vikings are struggling in the rush defense area. I mean, they're letting up the fifth most yards per attempt on the ground. To me, I know the Lions are struggling in that area a little bit here offensively, but that's a game where like you can keep it within the number if you're not putting a ton on Jared Goff's shoulder. If there's a defense, you know, the defense is letting up runs here. They are not there's an inability to stop the run right now in Minnesota. You kind of factor that into the game plan a little bit here. Um it's a big number to cover. I, I the offense is humming for the Vikings, but the defense is not where you'd like it to be. 10 is just it's one of those things where I I don't even kind of like go necessarily off all the statistics and on this one it's more of just like dan campbell's got these guys fighting the offensive line is playing pretty well um there's enough to stay within 10 i think here 10's a big number the nfl to cover and i just don't think the vikings have enough in them to cover 10 now do they lose this game absolutely not if they do i mean pack it up and call it a season but um it's a divisional game you know these teams are very familiar with each other Uh, i think they cover the 10 spot there 
Um, Broncos Steelers, another doozy. <laughs> Minus one and a half is the Broncos favorite here in Pittsburgh. 39 and a half is the under. That is what you, all you need to know about this game. The under is set at 39 and a half. That might be the lowest number on the board this week. Oh, it's gotta be. It de- well, yeah, Patriots it is. Patriots Texans is there too. Are they? At least mine it is. Oh yeah, they are. Oh, look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> Two NFL games under 40 points. Oh. A terrible weekend. And it's not necessarily just because of these stout defenses. I mean, the Broncos have a good defense, but I mean, that's not why that's the uh, total there. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I, we kind of mentioned it last week with the Steelers. I, I, like, they, they, they pride themselves on defense, but, you know, we said it when they played the Bengals. Like, you remove TJ Watt, that defense is surprisingly, like, not as a, not as advertised, I would say. Um, which yeah. you know, TJ Watt is a game changer. That's why he's the highest paid defensive player. But like, come on now, we, you know, yeah. one guy shouldn't have the whole defense sort of fold up and call it a day. Then again, the Bengals are able to move the ball to the air. Um, where are we on a feel on this one? This is I just I can't in my I know the Broncos are they're not exactly great, but like I just have a hard time backing the Steelers with the way that offense performs. Uh, yeah, and has this been? This has been confirmed a, a Drew Lock game, correct? Um, I believe so. I was literally just about to. Uh, I believe so as well. In. And I know, and I know Pittsburgh's having some uh, wide receiver injury situation issues there. Um, I, for this game, for me, I, first of all, it's a terrible game. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a Drew Lock game. I mean, if it's a Teddy game, I actually love this game. Yeah. Um, but I'm 99% sure it's a Drew Lock game. So, I mean. The one thing that is going to just be the deciding factor and where I think the Broncos cover it is just Ben being the statue that he is and the Broncos at least having a pass rush to where they can get to him. Ben can't move. He can't really move the ball either. So I, I think they'll be able to cover just based on the fact that they'll be able to get to him. He'll probably turn the ball over a couple times. I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think this is going to go. No, this isn't going to go. This is going to be like a 20 to 17 max type game. Um, which, yeah, that would be an under. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an under. And I, I I like Denver to cover here just based on their ability to probably get to Ben. Um, they have issues at wide receiver. I know that. So, I mean, Ben can hardly get the ball to the wide receivers anyway. Najee Harris will probably have 19 receptions hopefully for the fantasy squad. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going Denver to cover, and I'd probably lean towards the under on that hilariously low total number there. Insane under. Um, so, Teddy, there are there's a mixed bag of reports right now. Um, he returned to practice last or yesterday. I don't know how that's possible. Um, there's some saying he's trending in the right direction. There's others saying he'll be, he'll be out this game. So, let's... I mean, if Teddy plays, I love it. Oh, easily. Um, I think even without him playing, I still like it. I mean, it's a, yeah. Regardless, I'd probably get it in now. Exactly. I was gonna say this yeah. number is moving if he gets announced as starter. So if you like the Broncos, I would get that in as well. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I like that. That's an easy one. The Steelers' offense is just it's Big Ben. Really, just screwed the Steelers' organization. I mean, they did it to themselves a little bit too, because at some point you do have to kind of man up and be like, all right, let's go out and get a a succession plan here together. Um, it's hard when you have such a legendary quarterback, obviously, but 
you know, the franchise has to hold up long term, and there is no plan there, and it is bad. I mean, the offensive line is still trying to figure it out. The offense is terrible. They can't push the ball. He's terrible right now. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs for Steelers. So, yeah, I, I go Broncos. I, I think the defense just does too much to the Steelers' offense. This, there's not going to be a lot of, you know, points scored in this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Green Bay Packers, Bengals. This game is interesting to me. It's a hard one for me to handicap because I don't know what Zach Taylor already get. Zach Taylor has shown a very conservative mindset at times where he's been way more rush heavy than I would like to see when you have. I know the, you know, it's sort of the opposite of last year, which is sort of good because of the way the offensive is. But, you know, Joe Burrow is showing an ability to really sling the ball here. He is a long-term talent in this NFL. The offense, like, I was at the Thursday night game screaming my head off because for the whole first half, Jamar Chase was lined up on the, like, far side with one-on-one coverage, safety not even drifting over to him, really, and they just were refusing to, like, send him on a go route. It was absolutely insanity. Like there were times where it was literally just one-on-one. I was like, why are we not at least testing this early to see if this corner has any ability to guard here? I couldn't, rem- I couldn't remember who was on him at the time, but yeah, the safety was like, there was one high safety. who was drifting over to the, uh, the strong side of the field. Jamar chase was on the weak side of the field. Just go routes. I would be just Slant. running go routes. Yeah, like what are we doing? So, and then in the second half, completely different game plan. Opened it up a little bit more. Let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. So it, that's the part that's hard here. Um, where are you kind of at this game and, and what we're feeling here? Um, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. We don't exactly know what Bengals team's going to show up. Um, is Joe Mixon out? He, I believe, is. I was just pulling the injury report, but I'm yeah, pretty he's sure out. he's done for this game. And we just we don't know exactly what Bengals team's going to show up. They've had some good wins. You know, whenever the Vikings is good, they beat the Steelers. But you know, they as you had mentioned, you were there. You, you know. They struggled in kind of a little bit against the Jags, um, lost to the Bears. I'm not quite ready to trust the Bengals to cover me three points against Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not there yet. I, I think I know we have a decent amount of Bengals listeners. I think they actually have a good and exciting young team, but I'm not ready to think that they're going to cover against the Packers. I think this is a great test for this team this week. This um, is going to give us a great mile actually, marker for them. Yeah, it is. And I actually think on a weekend of some – really shit games. I think this is actually a pretty good game. Um, I agree with that 100%. So, well, it could be close. I, I just trust Rodgers more to cover me there. Um, I, I put my faith in Aaron Rodgers, put my faith in the Packers, um, at least for now, against the Bengals. Yeah. I would say that what's helping the Bengals' case is two major kind of injury updates. One, Jesse Bates is going to play. And two, Jair Alexander is out for the Packers, who is their best corner, arguably maybe the most underrated corner in the NFL. I feel like we... He's really good. Do not talk about him enough, um, or he doesn't get enough coverage. So that does sort of hurt. Higgins, I believe, should be back for this game. Um, So there are some things in the injury department that are working in favor of the Bengals. My biggest concern is just which Zach Taylor are we going to get. I know that the Packers offense is going to cook here a little bit. I think um, Jones is going to be in for a huge game. The Bengals have shown an inability really to account for a running back out of the backfield, which was so annoying that Jacksonville, I mean, I did bet the the prop for James Robinson. So, you know, I did have a, a little bit of betting there. But like every game it has proven like a big problem the Bengals have had is covering backs out of the backfield. Um, so I do think Aaron Jones is going to have a, a big game here in this one. Um, yeah, Higgins is not on the injury report right now, so he should be good. Um 
that is the interesting part for me. Um, if there was a hook on this, I'd like it a lot more. I, I, I am sort of leaning Bengals here. I haven't made up my mind yet, so this is more of just a lean right now. I'm not saying it's a pick. It will end up on my card, though, this weekend, so make sure you are following at Pod on Instagram and Twitter um, for that. My problem is I just don't know if the Packers have... I, the Packers offense is going to roll here, I think, a little bit. Jesse Bates coming back is huge because he is one of the best sa- safeties um, in the NFL. He covers up a lot of blunders in that secondary at times. They're pretty decent up front, the Bengals. Um, it's just the Packers' defense and what they're going to do. If Zach Taylor decides to open it up, the Bengals cover this number. If Zach Taylor's super conservative and just runs the ball a ton here, they don't cover this number. And that's sort of the simple simplicity of this of this game. But this is a great game to watch, and it's going to give us a fantastic benchmark for these two teams going forward. Patriots, Texans, ooh, that's a doozy. Eight and a half is the number over under 49 and a half. The Texans are in one of the worst spots in all of football. I mean, the difference between Tyrod Taylor and David Mills is incredible. Um, I heard the stat in the six quarters that Dave or um that Tyrod played, the Texans offense had 51 points. I think since then they've had like 16 or something like that. Like I can do the math real quick, but I know that if they had 51 with Tyrod Taylor in there. Um, so this is an interesting, I mean, it's a complete night and day difference here um, for this team. Let's see. Yeah. 16 points. They've had 16 That's points since Tyrod Taylor left 51 prior to that. <laughs> it's bad. The yeah. pay, it's, the bats were surprising. I mean, the Bucks didn't play the greatest game. They, but, Mac Jones played a very good game. Um, he played strong. The defense looked okay. It's this is an interesting spot. I don't know if I love eight and a half though. Um, but yeah. the Texans are so bad. The Texans are so bad, and it's weird seeing a team that it, like the Patriots, who are you know, they're not bad, but they're not good. Um, get a number, you know, be favored favored at eight and a half. But like you said, Davis Mills, ooh, he's bad. And you know Bill Belichick's going to just be salivating at the thought of, you know, playing against him. Mac Jones has played well. Um, he's dealing with little injury issues on his – I mean, I think, you know, losing James White is going to be a dagger. Um, I think that's really going to hurt. Um, but in this type of game, this is the type of game where I think Davis Mills is probably going to turn the ball over. Bill is going to just create a bunch of exotic defenses. So I oddly kind of like the Patriots to probably cover at the 8.5. I don't know if I'm going to bet this game. Um, but I could see some defensive touchdowns in this game for New England. I could see it being kind of a game where Mac Jones doesn't really need to throw the ball a ton. Maybe he has like a 17 for 22 type game. Yeah. Um, you know, 180 yards and a, a score or two. Um, I, I just, so I, I, yeah, I, I like them to cover here because I just don't like Houston's ability to even like score eight and a half points. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be like a 24 to three type game for New England. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, when we, when you, to Mac Jones' credit, very, his balls are very kind of on target. Um, he doesn't miss a lot, which is another credit to Tyler Heineke here. Um, if you look at eligible quarterbacks, Tyler Heineke is fourth. Mac Jones is fifth with on target percentage of balls. So he's not throwing bad balls here. He is playing within what they asked him to do. They did come out. You know, they. I think they honestly what showed against the Bucks and the way you beat the Bucks is you come out and you you be aggressive through the air. I mean, you cannot run against the Buccaneers defense. That's just yep. you might as well just take your you head. Really can't. Just, 
bang it against the wall. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, so it that was an impressive game for me for Mac Jones to see what he was able to do in that spot. You know, the Texans defense is, is decent here, but Mac Jones is doing what's being asked of him, and he's doing it pretty efficiently and effectively. The defense, to your point, we know Bill Belichick's history. We have covered it. If you've been listening to this show, which I know we have some new listeners because I checked the numbers this week, congratulations. You have found a phenomenal, brilliant NFL mind um, in the two of us here. <laughs> so congratulations. Welcome. Glad to have you. Part of the Trophy Kid Nation. Um, the... Uh, the defense is just a nightmare for David Mills here. I, I honestly don't, to your credit and to your point, I don't know how they score really. I mean, they'll probably maybe get a touchdown, but even that, I, I don't know if I could say that yeah. with any confidence. I mean, the Bills shut them out. They had nine against the Panthers. It, we're not talking about giant drops off here in defensive production between the Patriots and those two teams I just mentioned. So it's it's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I'd, I'd go Pats to cover the number. I don't love it, but I, I don't know if I'll bet it. It may end up on my card, but I would say Pats is, is the lean. Bears Raiders. Matt Nagy's an idiot. Um, and we have that confirmed because what happened last week, we changed the play calling and all of a sudden the Bears offense looks competent. Um, of course, Matt Nagy then makes it about him, 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 him. When I'd be like, bro, you need to, you need to sit in the shadows for a minute because this is this is not a good look. You have now hired and fired yourself like three times from play calling, and every time you do, the offense is clearly night and day better. Raiders getting a little exposed offensively, I think, and, and defensively. Still a very good football team, but we're starting to see, you know, some holes in that that plan. The numbers five and a half over under forty four and a half. What do we like and what do we like here? Um, as I just yeah, said, what do we see. like twice double? That's right. <laughs> Or like, what don't we like? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Raiders are starting to show show a few holes here, which I'm not surprised. I, you know, I think we were both a little hesitant on our our, our thoughts there. Yes, in Las Vegas. Um, it's a tough one. Like you said, Matt Nagy. I mean, it's like <laughs> Matt Nagy, just bum coach. Let's be honest. Yeah, going against John Gruden at this point. Just like we love him, but kind of just like lucky. Needs to get back in the Monday night booth. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, kind of like just a joke, sort of. Not really a joke, but kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we love seeing him on the sideline and all that, but just, I mean, all time moment when they're trying to explain to him how there can be a lightning game in a dome last week, which to be fair, even had me questioning my sanity. I was like, don't they have a roof over there? Yeah, and it's like, it, it's not fully yeah, yeah. covered. <laughs> It was like apparently the side windows are open. I don't know. Gruden looking up at the whole thing like, wait, what? (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. So this game, I know we're we're seeing some holes here. I I think I like Chicago to cover it. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of a big number. Um, I don't know if I like them enough to pick them to win, but I am tempted just on the plus one one ninety eight money line. It is kind of tempting for me to, to. take Chicago here. Not that I think Chicago is some great team, but I could just kind of see Vegas continuing to slide back into reality a little bit here. I, I mean, I, yeah. uh, their offense is weird. It's just Darren Waller, obviously great player. Henry Ruggs, eh. Renfro's pretty good. Uh, but like, they're running, they don't really feel like, like, I don't feel like they could, when they run the ball, I just don't feel like they should be running the ball. They're just kind of a weird team watching their offense. I'm just like, I would have handed the ball off to Jacobs there. Then you see Kenyon Drake back there, and then you're just like, I would have probably used Jacobs then. It's just, I don't know, that's how I kind of feel about the Raiders. Um, so I probably like Chicago to at least cover here. I'm tempted to go with the money line, but I, I probably won't. Um, but I could see the Raiders coming back to reality a little bit. 
I'm I'm sort of with you on this one. It, it, the offense is weird because it, it very much feels like there's a couple things they're relying on. One, Waller to be excellent, which he absolutely is, but defenses are sort of, you know, starting to account for that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other is that the defense just forgets Harry Ruggs is a burner, and just you get that, like, Harry Ruggs, like, oh, he's wide open down the field because somebody just forgot that, you know, you have to sort of check him every once in a yeah. while. Um, and then the other part is just, Carr is going to bail us out of a lot of bad situations that the offense gets put in. Like that, that's the major philosophy seems to be like Carr is just going to kind of bail us out at times, um, which is a that's a risky proposition because while he has been playing extremely well, we all know what what Carr can can be, um, right. and it's just like you know how long are we? How long is the kid running around with the knife going to you know last? Um, can he can he stay up the entire time? Um, so and he's played well. I, I agree. I think this is sort of like a comeback to reality game. The Bears defense is aging, and there are holes there, obviously, but they've they've somewhat come down. They've they've utilized their time you know, these last couple of weeks to kind of get some things right, which has been good, I think. Um, now, they haven't been pushed crazy. Um, they had the Lions last week, only got 14 on them. They did play the Browns. They held them 26th. You know, then you got sh- um, Bengals, Rams, which are, you know, two very good passing defenses. So this is an interesting one. I don't love the number. I don't think I'm as confident. I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't know if I'm confident enough to go money line with them, but at five and a half, I, I kind of like that just because I don't, I don't feel confident enough backing the Raiders right now because the offense, as you're describing very correctly, I think, is a little too chaotic. It doesn't have a rhyme or reason, really, it feels like, um, which is dangerous, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right. One of the best games of the weekend. Not the best game, but one of the best. Browns Chargers. Minus two and a half are the Chargers. Over-unders, 47 and a half. This game, give it to me all day. Um, This is an interesting one. Um, people are now, I love it. You know, it was very apparent Baker was injured. He has a bad game last week. Now we're blaming the injury. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think it was just a stinker of a game for him. Um, he threw up a bit of a dud, which, you know, Baker's good for every once in a while. Um, still a good quarterback, but you know, he, he's got a dud. He's like all Baker is very, very, uh, relatable where, you know, some days you just show up to work and you just, you just have a dud of a day. Um, and that, that's it's, what happens. With it's Baker. funny that you actually bring that up with Baker. Cause I remember it. I still think and it. Every Every time I look at Baker, I kind of laugh. But I remember back when Baker was in college, every time I saw him on TV or in an interview or anything, I always laughed myself because I was like, this motherfucker just looks like someone you'd see in your university 201. Like, That's what Baker is. He just looks like such like a just a college guy. Like there's something about Baker. So that's funny you bring that up. Like he's just like every one of us, because that's kind of how I always looked at Baker. And even in his commercials, he comes off that way. Yep. Um, so that was funny you brought you brought that up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Baker, obviously, he is good for a, a dud here and there. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. That's kind of what Baker is. And luckily, he has the defense to where he can have some duds. Yeah. Um, so it works out for him. Um, this is a great game. I personally like the Chargers probably to cover, um, but I will probably be betting on the Browns' money line just for the value and the fact that I think they can win this game. Um, this is honestly... I guess you could argue they're two top three teams in the AFC. I mean, I very much make that argument. (laughs) I mean, chargers for sure. And yeah, the Browns are probably in there over the chiefs. Yeah. I mean, they're probably top three in obviously, you know, bills. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably go with the Browns here. Money line. That's just my personal thing. Cause I just like to, you know, I, I get very excited for value. Um, I'm not necessarily super confident with it. I actually, 
if you put a gun to my head and I had to make a choice, I'd probably go with the Chargers to cover the two and a half. But this will be just a great test for that Chargers offense. Good test for the Browns defense. Um, Yeah, this is going to be an awesome game. A lot of good points you're making here. Um, I'm with you. I see value in the Browns, but I love... I love the Chargers. I've been all over the Chargers this year. I think this is a this is a makings of two of the best kind of up and coming. Well, I shouldn't say up and coming. I mean, Kevin's fancy won Coach of the Year last year, and I think Brandon Staley's in a very good spot to potentially do the same. Uh, right. But two very smart coaches who understand understand their teams and understand that you can't go all analytics or all football guy. You have to have a good balance. And and Brandon Staley in his press conference this week illustrated that perfectly. Where you know you're not running to establish the run, but you're running like passing is more efficient, but you still need to establish some form of physicality in the game, and that's what the running game is there for. He also shows that in his defense, where he basically just says, "Hey, you're gonna have to beat us through the run um, because we're not gonna allow you to beat us through the pass because that's the more efficient thing." And that is sort of to the point. I mean, they're third in most yards given up per rushing attempt at five point three. It'll be interesting to see if Brandon Staley in this. Um, I almost said Rams. Um, this Chargers defense makes the adjustment because we know what the Browns bring to the table. They bring an insanely good running game. Baker, there's also been, you know, I think Baker's missing kind of Landry a little bit here. He's definitely not on the same page with Odell. Um, what, I'd be interested to see what that looks like this week. They're going to need it. The defense, though, you know, we talk a lot about the Chargers offense and just how insane Justin Herbert has been. I mean, he has bailed them out. We talked about it with the last group there. He bails them out of some situations where you're like, what yes. is going on? <laughs> yes, he does. He is special. I think every team, I mean, Joe Burrow's really good, but I think even they would have gone back and be like, Herbert. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. And they've got a lot of talent offensively, which helps, but like he is making plays. Like that is, yes. when you watch it, it's, you know, that you can usually tell when you, and it's, that's why you watch the games. You can't just go all numbers. You watch the games because it, you, you know, there's a lot of players where you're like, yeah, his talent is bailing him out. This is one of those scenarios where, like, oh no, this man's making plays, and the talent is coming up to his level. Like they're they're meeting him at his game. Yep. So that's an interesting part of the game to me. Um, I do think this offensive line is going to have its first real kind of come down because the Chargers' offensive line's been playing great. Slater is as good as advertised. The offensive line has been very good in holding up. But this this Browns defensive front is something, and mostly Miles Garrett is something special. And the way they can bring pressure, um, and the way they are able to hold up in the back end, I think the value lie. I like the Chargers, but I'm with you. I'm following you with this. I think the value just lies in the Browns this week. I'm totally with you. Yep. Um. Alrighty. <laughs> Giants Cowboys. This number seven over under fifty two and a half. What do you got for me here? This game sucks. I, I saw on my TV the other day it's being uh, presented as America's Game of the Week, and I'm like, there's two other much better 425 games on. Like, what are we doing here? But anyways, um, uh, the Giants are bad. Bad. And they're they're really bad. And I just think this Cowboys offense is just going to kind of light it up against them. I like Dallas to pretty much cover here. They're their offense is lighting up. Zeke's playing really well. Um, I know we always talk about Tony Pollard playing very well, yep. which he is, but Zeke is also playing really well. He looks really good. Um, He's starting to put it on now. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, it's it's a high number at 52.5. I, I even kind of like the over as well. I, I think this is just kind of going to be a beat down. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going Dallas to cover. They'll win by, I think, two touchdowns, if not more. 
Yeah, this is an interesting one. We talked about it last week with Daniel Jones and how I was like, I don't know if he's necessarily the guy, but I don't think how he's, you know, as bad as some people think he is. And last week he showed it with the Saints game. I mean, he played phenomenal. Um, I don't know if we can ever get a fair fair evaluation of what he's going to be with Joe Judge as the head coach. Um, like and Jason Garrett is the play caller. It's the point we made last week. It's the point I'm gonna make again this week. Dallas's defense has been getting better and trending in the right direction. Um, way faster than I thought it would. Um yeah. so I've been pretty wrong in the Cowboys. I'm just gonna say that. I gotta Same. I gotta own that. I've been wrong. Um, I still, once again, will hold. I think until we get to the end of the season, I am going to hold true that Mike McCarthy is going to find a way to really just mess this one up. Um, I mean, tie his shoelaces together and trip all over himself type of mess up. But um, until then, this team is very good. And I just, I think Joe Judge is one of the worst coaches um, in the NFL right now. Not the worst, but like he's in that bottom tier of like just bad. Um, Jason Garrett, bad. Daniel Jones, playing good. Barkley's starting to come in his own, but there's just not enough to compete with the Cowboys offensively, I don't think. And the defense is playing well. And so that combination is a dangerous mixture. I don't love seven, but there's no hook on it. So I'm willing to take the seven points there. Yep, me too. 49ers Cardinals, four and a half. The number, it just sticks out like an eyesore on the board. Over under 48 and a half, but I love, love, love this game. This is going to be, I think, the test for the Cardinals that we've sort of been waiting for. Because they have for they've just struggled against the 49ers in the past. I mean, CJ Beathard beat them last year, um, if I'm not incorrect on that one. Um, where are you on this one? Beathard or Nick Bowens? Yeah, one of the two. I think it was Sorry. I think it was Beathard. It might have been. I think. Okay. Might have been. I think. Yeah. But I might be wrong on that. Um somebody fact check that somewhere. Um, Someone not very good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not very good. We are gonna have our first Trey Lance sighting though. And yeah. that that's the part that's hard for me here, because I <sighs> If he's so much better than Jimmy G, why is he not out there before? But if he's about the same, this number feels fair. I I, I, I can't make heads or tails of this one. It's a tough one. Um, it's funny. The Cardinals, I heard a fact, um, a stat the other day. They're the only team that started out a season one time 4-0 and then finished 5-11. and that's hilarious. Um, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen to this Cardinals team. Um, I think they're actually pretty good. Last week, I was talking on this podcast about picking them on the money line, but said I wasn't going to, and I didn't. I should have. Um, <laughs> but I, I think they, I think Cardinals are a good team. They're a fun team. This is going to be a fun game. Getting Trey Lance in there. From what we've seen and what we've heard, Trey Lance, you know, he still just struggles to pass the ball in the pocket, and that that I think will be an issue in this game. Um, I think he's probably going to run wild. We're going to see some magic maybe that we haven't really seen yet. Um, he obviously that. wasn't really showing it at all in the preseason. And we've seen a little glimpse of it so far this season, but he hasn't, you know, got every snap in a game. So I think we're going to see some wild things and we're going to see some really fun plays in this game, especially from both quarterbacks. Um, I hate the four and a half. These Cardinals, eventually they have to lose. They're not going 17 and 0. I would agree. They're also, I, I I like them, but I'm still not putting them even in the top tier of the NFC. I think they're a very good team, but I'm not quite putting them there yet. Um, but I, I I think I'm still going to pick them to cover this game. I don't love it. Um, this is going to be a tough one for me. I think I might just be honestly betting the total, uh, which I'll probably comfortably pick the over. I think it's going to be kind of a wild game. If I had to do the, the spread, I'd maybe do Cardinals, but... Niners might be more juicy. I don't know, man. I'm out on the spread. <laughs> yeah, this is one where it's it's an interesting one because at some point you're right. Like it's like we saw it with the Pats going undefeated back in back in the day, but like 
it's so hard. I said it last week about going 0-17. It's so hard to go 17-0. Like, that's yeah. damn near impossible in the NFL. At some point, some form of regression is coming for the Cardinals here. Um, but Kyler Murray's been out of his mind. MVP-level kind of candidate. Sorry. The offense is humming. The defense is also playing, you know, well. It's it's a They're playing better than expected, in my opinion. I think yep. in most people's opinions, um, there were, I had concerns about, you know, what kind of coach Cliff was going to be coming into this year. Was he going to stick around? He's clearly sticking around unless things go very sour here. Yep. You look at the 49ers, they're banged up in the secondary a little bit. Debo is a monster, though. I mean, every time he gets the ball in his hands, he could potentially rip it off. The trade lands factor is tough here. Um, it's why I'm probably going to stay away from the spread as well because I just I don't know what we're going to get here. But if you're, like, gun to the head, make a pick. I hate like picking this favorite, but I, I think I'm going to go Cardinals on it just because I know what they are and I don't know. Exactly. I feel like there's a little overvaluation of the 49ers. We hold on to Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches in the NFL where maybe we need to start questioning that a little bit. Great play caller. I've been saying, I've been saying that for over a year. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've been very on that. I, I we got That is true. Got to give you a shout out on that one. Very true. Um, yeah. um, I, should, I should really say a reflection of myself. I am starting to very much question like, hmm, might be just a coordinator. Um, might be. Yeah, might be. And that's fine. You make a that lot is. of money that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're just guys that can handle, you know, the head coaching position. Some who can't. Um, so, yeah, I think I go Cardinals, but I, I'm staying far away. I want to watch this to get eyeballs on what Trey Lance brings. Yep. All right, best game of the week, I think. Yeah. Bills, Chiefs. I mean... Super Bowl matchup in week six type of deal. Two teams. I said last week I was holding off on, you know, moving the Bills into that category because I just wanted – I needed to watch the defense a little bit more. This team is – oh, man. I know it was against the Texans, but you go back, you look it through. This team is so good. Chiefs are very good offensively, terribly defensively. Great game, though. Numbers at three, over under 56.5. Where are you at with this one? I mean, this is, like you said, it's a great game. I kind of understand the spread, kind of don't. Obviously, night game in Kansas City, it's going to be loud. It's going to be wild. The Kansas City fans are all crazy and weird. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot going all, on there, so, you know, yeah, got to have something. They're, yeah, they're they're a wild bunch. They're very loud. They're awesome fans. Um, but for this game, I don't see how you can't take the Bills on the money line. How can you not do that? Uh, I mean, the, the value is there. They're that good. The Chiefs defense is that bad. And, you know, recency bias, recency effect, they've looked better than the Chiefs have. Um, I, I just think at that value, I don't see how you can't just take them on the money line there. That's I'm going to stick. I, I don't disagree with that point. I'm going to stick on the spread. I'm with you on the uh, like I'm taking Bill's spread because to me, this yeah. is very simple. Like the Chiefs um, are essentially like Oklahoma in years past, not this yeah. year, but like Oklahoma in years past where their, their job is just boast racing teams. And that's fine when you're playing Texas and Texas tech. But when you step up in class against the Alabamas of the world, the Ohio States of the world, the teams that have efficient offenses as well, but a defense that can make a stop here or two, that's where they have problems. And that is what you're getting here with the bills. They have like the chiefs have no ability to stop anything defensively. We talked about it last week. They are bottom three in total yards per game, total net yards gained per pass, and total yards allowed through the rush on defense. They're bottom three in all those categories. They're letting more than um, 50% of drives end in a score on them. Like, this is a team, and then you flip the coin with the Bills, and while, yes, they haven't played the best offenses, they're playing extremely well, and they're getting a lot of production. They're letting, and that's the stat, 55.3% of the uh, offensive drives end in a score against the Chiefs defense. That is terrible. Terrible. Um, 
their whole plan is to allow is to, the offense will get up ahead. Like the whole strategy in, in Kansas City is the offense will get a big enough lead, and then the defense can play a bend don't break style, and that's how they win football games. And like we said, that works in the lower classes than that. But you're now stepping up in class. You're going against Josh Allen and Brian Dable, who have figured it out offensively. You're going against a defense that does all the things that gives the Chiefs offense some struggle. Where like. You can force Patrick Mahomes out of the pocket, and then you have ends that can get there, and you have linebackers that can get there. Um, you flip the side, though. People, I think, are getting a little tough on the Chiefs' offense, which is kind of crazy. Um, like, yes, turnovers have been terrible, but you know that the Chiefs are not a uh, they're a turnover heavy team right now. But they're like the tide; it comes and goes. This is not a team like we don't look at them. They're not Jameis Winston, you know, of past where you're like they're going to keep turning over the ball. At some point, that tide's going to go out, and they're going to stop turning it over. Here's a crazy stat I heard though um, from Payne Insider: Patrick Mahomes currently on his um, passes, fifty-six percent of every pass he throws either ends in a first down or a score. That's crazy. Unbelievable. I could That's my brain broke when I heard that. <laughs> that is insane. Which lines up with their offense, which is scoring, I think, on like fifty-six percent or fifty-five percent of offensive drives. So it it makes, I guess, sense. It lines up. Yeah. Fifty-five point six percent of offensive drives and a score. So absolutely insane. Um but yeah, this is a pro this is, you know, Kansas City Chiefs are Oklahoma and they're going against Alabama that can score points offensively, is efficient, but can also get a stop here or two, and that's all you need here. I don't know if you have anything else on that game, but I, I feel like that covers it pretty, pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty soundly. Yeah, and oh, the, yeah. the Bills are now strongly in that category. They they should have been last week, but I was just it was a precautionary hold off. I you know I value our viewers. I want to make sure I'm getting good eyeballs on them. Um, yeah, they're they're in that category. Super Bowl. Um, all right, last game of the week for Sunday: Colts Ravens. Number seven. <sighs> what do you got here? This is a tough one because, like, I mean, Colts looked pretty good last week, I guess. I mean, they played the Dolphins. Uh, it doesn't so it doesn't really mean much. Carson Wentz looked pretty good. They ran the ball well. Um, but, again, it's just I hate this game. I, I mean, this is seven's kind of a big number. You feel confident the Ravens are going to win this game. But at the same time, you're like, can they cover the seven? I, I mean, I'd probably pick them to cover. They 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 went in and kind of surprised me with how they played in Denver. Uh, they played pretty well. Yeah. Obviously, Denver kind of found out, you know, when you're not playing one of the, you know, the New York City teams, or I think they played Houston as well, maybe. Um, it gets a little harder, um, and they also lost Teddy. Yeah. I, I'd probably go with the Ravens to cover here. Um, I do like I do like those night games in Baltimore. Lamar tends to kind of shine then. Um, but I, I don't like this game at all. I don't like the figure being at seven. It seems I, I understand the Colts are struggling, but it, it seems seems kind of big to me. I agree. Um, I think I'm going Colts pretty much on the simple fact that it just feels big to me. Um, yeah. The number, the Ravens, Lamar is out of this world right now. I mean, just out of this world playing <laughs> he this is right now. Playing insanely well. Like all the haters can just shove it is essentially what he is saying this season. It is. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to watch what Lamar is doing, turn on the TV on Monday night Um, because it is crazy. But seven's a big number in the NFL for a team too that like they can pour it on, but sometimes it takes them a while because they're so run heavy to get it going. And in the NFL and the clock runs a ton in these games. Um, 
it's it's tough. Um, they're pretty much they're very identical. You know, total passing yards. Both these teams are you know they're within thirty yards of each other. The rushing is is obviously heavier towards the Ravens. The defenses yep. are are eerily similar. Um, Ravens are a little bit better, obviously. Total yards allowed though is three hundred seventy nine. The Ravens part they're a little bit weaker on the pass. You know, Colts are four hundred. Uh, 346 per game. I, I, I think this number, it's just, I don't like the game. I don't think I'm betting it. I don't think it's going to end up on my card. But if you were like, you got to make a pick, I just, I go purely on the principle of seven is just too big of a number here for the Ravens, in my opinion, on a Monday night. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, they could hang it on them too. Like they could absolutely just come out and just destroy yeah, them. They could. But they could. it just feels too big right now um, for me. I feel you. All righty. That's not bad. What, uh, you got anything else before we wrap this up? Um, no, nothing really. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see. It's a good week for college football. Good week. We'll see for the NFL some good games. God, I can't wait for Bills Chiefs to the London crowd. Yeah. I do apologize. You are getting <laughs> an absolute stinker. But uh, maybe Kyle Pitts will have his breakout game, and we'll we'll finally get him. You know, We've in the rotation. Waiting. Yeah. It, <laughs> injuries are going to force Arthur Smith to you know utilize one of the best NFL prospects in a long time. So you know, good on that part. Um, yeah. All right. That'll do it for us this week. And as always, peace.